Welcome to Girls Guts Glory, the broadcast. Previously on the broadcast. Did you meet our little raccoon friend? So I'm giving you this inspiration. There's a path here. I go straight to the bathroom. Two eyes that turn towards you and blink. You Right away, these eyes blink twice, and the head kind of cocks, and you just hear like a sigh, and you hear, Ugh, and these feet kind of walk forward just enough that you can see the edge of what appears to be Selene right around 60 feet away from you down the main hall. And she crosses her arms, and she looks at you guys, and she kind of raises her eyes. She goes, bravo, bravo, you found me. What do you want? Are you actually Celine? Do I sound like her? I don't know, ma'am. You don't have to be so rude. She's still ahead of us, right? Yeah, she's 60 feet away. I, I'm going to cast Agonizer Scorcher. I let Drusilda go ahead of me, since I'm the first. We have the first. Yeah. So Drusilda was the yeah, first I'm, person. Yeah, I'm walking. Go. When I saw the eyes turn, I'm imagining mm -hmm. I like started going up. We'll, we'll all right. Through. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. So roll to hit, right? And she's already yeah, ready to go. See. So let's all roll initiative. Right. She was She was ready. Ready to rock. I'll let you go first, Griselda, just here, but she was ready to fight. Oh my god! It's better. Alright. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's not nice. I'm using a different die. Okay. Sue. Uh, anyone above 20? Yeah. <laughs> What'd you guys get? 22. 28. Oh my god. Hi. I rolled a 19. So, that's so good. So good. Okay, and then uh, below 20 to 10? 20. 13. This is really weird. 20 and 13. 20 for... Oh, and 13 for Giselda, you said? 13. Okay. And then what did you get, Starla? 8. I was testing my dice and so I rolled I'm two ones in a row. I'm going to let Giselda go first oh, no. and she's engaged in this and then we're going to go into initiative. So, Giselda, you let out a what exactly? Agonizer Scorcher. Alright, is that a save? So, um, it is a deck save. Deck save. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that is a 13, which I don't think makes your save. No, because my save is 15. So what does that yeah. do? 3d8 damage. Fire damage. So you just let out this huge bolt of scorching fire. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Yeah, we'll just keep it third level for now. Okay, so, so 11. 11 points of damage. Yeah, like, her body catches on fire, and she kind of smiles and snickers, and there's a moment that she's just like laughing. Like, <laughs> like she was expecting you to hit her and she knew that you guys were probably gonna come for her. But she's just, she's just enjoying the cackle and she uses her reaction to look to you and say, kill me, kill everyone, doesn't matter at this point, does it darling? I have more information than you even know. Um, so you just hit her, moving along. That is her, your turn, we're top of the turn, Huck. Okay, well, you know, I can't do a whole lot, but I am going to do a hunter's mark. Okay. Um, boop, right on her, and then we're going to crossbow it. Okay, roll to hit. 24. That'll hit, roll for damage. Because I got it, boss man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the eight, where's my eight? There you are. All right, so three hunter's mark, mm -hmm. 12 regular. Nice. 
yeah, that hunter's mark just like really helps to cut through that very taunt skin that this woman seems to even have. Um, and you take a beat and you're able to kind of cut through that. Um, that's your for uh, your bonus action and your action, correct? Yes. Sounds good. So you kind of lower your uh, crossbow, you said? Yes. And you just wait for that next move. Uh, but it's her turn. So she takes a moment. She blinks twice. The first person there um, is you. You know what? She's far away. She takes a moment and she turns and she bolts. So you see this. Her back start to break. You see wings start to come out of her back. You see her legs, these like long, like thigh high leather boots kind of go up her body. You see this beautiful red sort of trim on her clothing. And she just begins to run as you see claws come out. She looks behind her and she's just running using her full action uh, to transform into whatever this is. And then she just flies. Flat. Like hovers and zips. But she is actually flying. Yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. That is her turn. Fruit. She's 120 no, me, feet. Um, oh, Letty. Sorry. Yeah. Letty, yeah. 120 feet away. She's 120 feet away. Shit. Yeah. So I can't do what I wanted to do. And actually, the hull doesn't even go that far. It kind of, it, got, it goes about 80 feet, and then she dips around a corner. But oh, she seems great. to be just dipping and, and going as quickly as she can. Well, we can't find her. I mean. You can chase. Okay. Well, I'm fucking scared. Um, excuse my French, but I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Well, I can only do, I mean, Missy Steps only 30 feet. I guess a chaser. Okay, sounds good. You begin to run using as much as you can to get to the end of that 80 feet, your full movement, and your full action. Mm-hmm. Um, Technically speaking, you guys can let me know right now if you if you have any sort of spell that does work beyond this. You already have Hunter's Mark, so you know where she is. But you're going to have to use your turn to chase after her right now if you're trying to go in her direction. So this is your discretion, unless you guys have some other spell or something else that you guys want to use. Would you guys all like to but chase? have to go mm-hmm. engage feet. in chase. What? It would have to go that far. Well, go. yes, she's currently she's currently uh, at a faster far, speed yeah. than all of you, so yeah. it's just going to it's essentially a chase sequence. Chase. Can so, I? I do want to chase her, but I, I want to cast a spell on myself first before. Yes, yeah, so that'll put you behind the party. Okay. So if anyone casts anything or wants to do anything, you're going to be delayed. Um, anybody who just uses their full action to move will be at the forefront of the party line. So Ooh. protection against evil. Yeah, you take a moment. You could run right and then step. You take a moment, you pat, you patch this into yourself, and you guys all just begin to run. There are, There is a moment that you could use Misty Step if you want to get a yeah. bit closer to her. Yeah. Okay, at you do end, so. At the last 30 feet, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to run. Sounds good. So you're getting the closest. You're not running. You're staying behind. But you're keeping pace enough that you can see the trail, the edge of Huck's feet. Um, Starla and Drizilda, how are you guys running? Where do you guys want to be? I'm running. You're um, running. I have a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dash is that your full speed mm-hmm. or is it? Oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. You're using dash as well. Like your dash action. Yeah. Yeah. So you can pretty much with your speed and movement, uh, as you're running, little Starla's legs kind of just go way quicker, kind of like on a, on a train, uh, <laughs> as she just is able to zip past Letty and even Drew Zilda. So the way that this is looking, Starla is gonna be first as she's running. Mm-hmm. Letty's directly behind, using Misty Step and all of the speed she possibly can to get further ahead. Drew Zilda, you're next. Uh, Huck, you're right behind, and then Fruit, you're kind of leading up the back line. It is creating um, some sort of. Uh, moments of echo and stop because there are turns and twists within the hallway that you guys have to be like, I'm left, 
like right I think she's going this way and you can just see the tail end of her of her um her movement or hear her laughing yeah. um as she's just leading you guys through these winding hallways and Drusilda's really the only one carrying light so unless you have um a dark vision or are staying right on the heels of Drusilda which I think Hawk with your speed you can mm-hmm. um and for root I don't know if you have dark, who does have dark vision here um I did but I Yes. Oh, the only person who doesn't is a little halfling here too. So you're you're struggling to see as you're moving forward. I I would say you would have to use a full action to cast a torch if you're if you're trying to light a torch and run. Yeah. Uh, well, I can also dash as a bonus action. Yeah. So you use an action yeah. and then you just keep Sorry. running. So you're still at the front of the party even with all the speed move and movement you're doing, but it 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 is currently light. Like you have a bright torch as you're mm-hmm. running forward. So this is what happens. You guys keep running and running for a solid maybe. Uh, a little less probably than a minute uh, just kind of dipping through and trying to chase her uh, there is this laughter she does seem to be moving ex- incredibly fast or knows these back hallways better than you guys do and she's she's leading you guys somewhere there is a dance there is a recognition of this um, as she twists and turns and moves to the back um, you guys can hear in the distance and there's always one for school but there's a very light bell that chimes um, on the hour every hour um, and you hear it the echo and the chiming of uh, what appears to be right around 10 o'clock. Um, the night prior, right around 10, is when everything started to go down, uh, when the party was really turning up and when things got chaotic and when Celine had, unfortunately, fallen stone cold on the couch before you, for those who at least remember that, that moment, which I think is almost everybody because Celine was the first to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as this is happening... Starla, you're the first one there. Yeah. As you run out and you just see the edge of feet that almost dangle in on the very cusp of that vision and just shoot upward. And you take a moment as your torch lights up a ginormous, ginormous looking hall. It almost looks like a dance hall, maybe an area banquet hall, a very old old area of the school that somehow hasn't been knocked down or reused but it's full of cobwebs and broken stone and everything around it seems very meticulously placed almost as if there has been activity in here in a certain way there are certain areas cleared of cobwebs Mm -hmm. Um, and you look around and you look at the ground and you look at your feet and what you see most predominantly is this just maybe tens and tens, probably like 50 areas and pockets of stone slabs and overturned earth around here. It's very odd. It's like a worm has dug around or like something has stirred or created some sort of um, um, a, a movement in the ground beneath. Mm-hmm. And you take a moment and you hear that laughing in the distance and you see barely on the cusp maybe somewhere in the raptors or the very old sort of wood beams, uh, you can hear a voice and you hear, I'm so glad you're here for the show. And as you stop, Starla, and everybody else starts to slowly make their way into this ginormous sort of space. It's a solid 100 feet wide and about 40 feet across. It's just this large uh, dance hall uh, full of uh, very old relic relic-like looking um, um, objects, you see a hand burst out of the ground. And it looks like a little raccoon hand. (laughs) Um, Slowly, 
as you see the dirt go up and forward and shake off, and you see Buck smile at you, and then he has two little fangs beneath his little raccoon mouth. And then you see a second hand burst through, and a second body fly upward and look at all of you. And it looks like Celine. Hello? You hear laughter in the distance. Um, Selena, are you Selena, that flying thing? I think I am Selene, but I feel different. My body, it, it is like ice. Do I look different? I, I, I walk up to her. Do, does she look different? Roll a perception check, oh. yeah. <laughs> That's a five. It is hard to see in this light, in this cold environment, but there is a sheen of gray to her skin that you've never seen before. Her cheeks are a little bit more sunken in. She doesn't look healthy. She looks like she's sick. But she feels fine. I still have my hunter's mark on. I'm sorry if you're really Celine. I don't know if you're really Celine. I'm going to stop making my way back to the divination hall since it's almost 10 o'clock mm-hmm. and I'm going to go look for Cobalt. Okay. So you're going to try to dip back and look for Cobalt. Go back through okay. the bathroom. Alright, sounds mirror. good. Uh, you, uh, it's going to take some time because you have to weave through and, and retrace your steps. Uh, you go and you look up as these two bodies have jumped out from She's the ground. She's talking to Huck. Huck. Uh, sorry, Huck. Uh, you take a moment and you look up and it's very hard to see here because the the mark of your inquiry is not currently in light. So you do not have dark vision, if I'm not mistaken. No, but am I still able to tell where she is with Hunter's Mark? Yes, you can. You can at least glean where she is. So you're able to hit if you would like. Yeah. Okay, so you want to roll to hit? Yeah. All right. And you should have advantage on perception checks to find her. Yes, I do. Yeah. 21. 21 to hit. Uh... Ooh. Roll for damage. I'm trying to see if Hunter's Mark gives you the ability to see the creature. I know where it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Do you want me to read out real quick? Oh, no, no, no. I'm reading it. I'm just making sure. Okay, keep going. Three Hunter's Mark damage. Cool. Twelve uh, regular damage. All right. Takes a moment as you shoot up, and you can kind of hear like a, ow! <laughs> like, a, like a reaction in the distance, like she wasn't expecting that. Um, as she takes a moment, uh, and we can move back into the top of the turn if you guys are going to f- try to fight her in the distance still. Uh, I mean, I probably would. I don't know if I would. Before I get too far away, yes. I just call down the hall, and I say, don't kill her. Leave, Keep her alive. And then I keep Okay. You keep going. Uh... Actually, I'm going to fly. Fly. You fly. I'm just uh, not her, but the fly thing. Celine! Oh, we were, she was like fighting the other thing. Letty, okay. what do you want to do here? Well, you just see Huck going at it. I, I'm going to let Huck go at it because I trust him yeah. with his, his, his cowboyhood. Yes. And I'm, and I'm, I'm very interested in, in what is happening to our friend and what's wrong with her. Sure. Uh, Want to just roll in a quick, uh, make it a, uh, let's make it a medicine check. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 14. Okay. You have been studying a little bit with Miriam. You know how Miriam works and functions, and you've heard about sort of things, strange occurrences. And when she was speaking very briefly about uh, this sort of creature to you, you take a moment and you evaluate 
Celine, mm-hmm. who, who's very disorientated, but is okay. Um, disorientated. Disorientated. <laughs> um, you take Maybe. a moment and you look over. You look over her. She does look a little different. Um, her skin seems like a little bit more taunt. Um, her eyes seem more sharp. Her hair and the way she looks. I mean, she was always beautiful, but right now she's looking spectacularly glowing in terms of her looks. Um, It's very, it's very odd. uh, Darling, Lady Bridgian, I just have to say that you look fabulous right now. Thank you. I am confused. What what happened? Well, I think you're a vampire, unfortunately. I'm a vampire? Unfortunately, you have very sharp teeth, and I'm not sure of this, but you look fantastic. You have sharp teeth. You're cold. It sounds like you are. My teeth are sharp. <gasps> but does yeah, that mean I, she's bad? Wait, well, we talked to Miriam, and I described what uh, Cobalt and all these thingies were, and she said it sounded like a vampire situation. What, what does that mean for me? There's a moment as you say this, and the creature that Huck is shooting at kind of in the distance, you can hear her voice and say, welcome to the family, as she just uses her full action and speed. There's many more of you coming, and she just flies off into some sort of, uh, some sort of, sort of, uh, uh, cove that, uh, has been broken up in the top area of this hall. Drizzled and burst into tears. She's currently completely out of eyeshadow. Really saline. Mm -hmm. I thought he killed you. What? What, what, what do you last remember? And I'm smelling her and I'm evaluating her and checking to see if anything's broken. I remember being at the party. I remember seeing Kovalt with his muscles and that is all I remember. Letty, will you fill her in on what you told me? Yes. So I do that and fill yeah. her in on <laughs> You all take the a moment as you relax. What Starla and Huck is there as Drusilda and Letty are taking care of what, what Celine right now and Buck is just kind of standing there in front of you and smiling and waving and like completely confused about what's happening uh, uh, kind of looks to you guys and like like tugs on your legs like confused uh, what did two, the two of you guys want to do I get away from Buck and I'm just gonna keep shooting her she's already she's dipped out into a cove she's like there's like an exit point for flying creatures How far away is she? she's probably gone at this point with her flying speed and full action um 120 feet away now, so I she's probably still have dip- a range of 320. Well, you would have to climb up the wall, which is about 45 feet high, and then go through the pocket of, like, uh, the fly, the crawl, crawling fly space that she exited from. Okay, then I'm. I don't know. I'm just gonna look around. Okay, just roll a quick perception check. Not 20. Not 20. Okay. What are you looking for? What would you like to try to find? I anything. I don't okay. care. I don't know what the space is. I want to yeah. find anything. Anything. Okay, so you go forward to the other pockets of Earth. There were two that your your raccoony friend and Celine had burst out of. But you see about 40 others that are there. And one by one, as you kind of dip back the Earth, these are 40 kids that were at the party last night. Currently all in the ground and not yet awakened. Stone cold, eyes closed. All divination students. Do they all have marks on their neck? Um, doesn't look like it. No, but not Celine doesn't have a mark on her neck either. Neither does Huck. I mean, Buck. <laughs> I'm gonna kind of pull back their lips and see if they have sharp teeth. Yeah, they they seem to be in the same condition of both uh, Celine and Buck right now. Kind of cold looking, a little grayer, pretty, but look like they're sleeping death. You guys haven't seen other kids like this yet, but it seems like 
there has been a bit of a situation that because this all went down, the plan is now unfolding. So what you can tell is there's only 40 of them. So currently 40 of these kids all at that party last night are in the same condition as Celine. Oh, so we recognize them as... Yeah, as, yeah, okay. the kids from the party last night. Okay. Yeah. Look at all... They're all vampires, too? I'm a vampire? But you uh, came from the Earth. Where were you right before you popped up here? I don't know. Clearly in the dirt. She might have been having the same memory thing that we're having. Where, you know, parts of our evening are missing. Does anyone know about... What is going on with me? No. Is that, do you Miriam know? might. Can we go to Miriam? Yeah. We can or we can go to the party that they're having, but then they're going to, I guess they're going to turn more kids into vampires, I'm <sighs> assuming. Because well, if there's 40 know. of these kids. Yeah, but how are we going to be able to stop it? We can't stop it if I we don't, don't have know. any information on them. And Miriam's the only one who had any information on them to begin with. And she was going to look up those other things for us. Yeah. It has vampires. been a full day. It has been a full day since you've seen Miriam. And we should maybe let Reckett know he could come back, or maybe he doesn't want to come back. We'll just talk to him when we get there, too. I am going to call to to Buck. Mm-hmm. Buck, come here. <coughs> Look at you. You are like me. <coughs> I'm so sorry. He doesn't, like, know how to react to that. But you are still so cute with your little teeth. <coughs> He blinks twice at you very, very awkwardly. He, he doesn't understand. He still smells pretty bad, though. Uh, Huck, you still have animal friendship on this little boy, right? Yeah, but it's not my kid. That's not him. You can all abandon him. That's not him. He's a vampire. But He's a monster. He's not. Celine's the so same. I am she a just mo- you're saying be- that yeah. I am a monster as well? You're undead. You're still my friend, but you're undead. And... Sorry, but... Alright, well, Buck, you can be with me. And I would like to go see Miriam. I think that's a great plan. And then I do agree with Letty, perhaps, after we see Miriam. And she can tell us what is going on. Maybe we could try to save more kids from being turned. Perhaps. Or we can maybe find a way to change you back. I would like that. This is very strange. Does anyone have a mirror? I don't. I think you. Well, well no, she looks gorgeous. Look Darling, you look gorgeous. <laughs> Shut up, man, Lady Bridge. But you do. You do look gorgeous. I would keep it. Even if you can change it, I would keep it. Your oh. skin is glowing. Are you sure you're not with child? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You're very young. You're very young. So, one by one, you guys all begin to make your way out of this main area uh, in the direction of Miriam's uh, catacomb kind of study, correct? Okay, so you guys begin to make your way there. Being students, you actually can freely walk around now uh, without any sort of trouble from the guards at the entrance and the exit, which is an odd thing. Why would they make you students Am I dressed as a student too? Yes. And I have a schedule on my arm as well? Yes, it's very strange, and you don't know how it's working, but you're currently a student too. You're all students of the Divination School dressed in the garb. You actually burst out with the same outfit, uh, ready to go. Gold was always my color. (laughs) So, um, as you guys make your way downstairs, uh, very jarred, uh, Reckid is like snoring and sleeping on the ground currently, uh, but stirs when he hears all of your feet kind of rushing in their direction. Um, Miriam kind of awkwardly like uh, jostles uh, up and looks to you guys and says, um, oh, uh, he- hello, um, um, uh, ooh, oh, hello. Y- hello. You look d- 
different, Celine? Yes, I am afraid that I am quite different. Oh my. And I show her my teeth. Oh, 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 it's true. It's, oh gosh, it's a thing. I'm glad I've been doing Hi, research Miriam. on this. And Miriam, how are you? Since yesterday. Okay. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. oh, I'm British again. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, there are about 40 more, at Ooh. least 40 more, and there might be more tonight. But she seems to be nice, and she's not trying to eat us or write us or anything. Of course anything. I'm not trying well, to. Well, we don't know. You have teeth. I know. Let's see. And you did that spend a... like you. That you were charmed. You were sleeping in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> not sure where that came from. Um, she kind of looks at your teeth and lifts it up from your gums. She's like, oh, gosh. Um, and she takes your pulse, and she, she clears off one of the tables. And you're like, come, come, come. She, she sits you down. She starts to look at your toes. She like does like the full medical scan as you guys are like in the ER room. Check that are... freckle. It looks ominous. <laughs> she double checks the freckle. It's not. It's not an alarming freckle. It hasn't changed, thankfully. Um, um, and she takes a few moments and she says, "This is very, very interesting." So, from what I can tell, you are almost as cold as death. I feel no blood pulsing through your body, and I hear no heartbeat. Creepy. So I do think you have perhaps found some weird stasis of existence, whether that be your walking through life or death, but uh, from the research that I've done, and she takes a moment, she starts to look through things, she goes, you are, you are likely going to have to deal with some very dark desires coming from your heart. You might be dealing with dark memories, things that are emotional attachment, attachments that hurt your heart, and just don't hold on to what matters to you and don't lose sight don't let any sort of um emotional impurities infiltrate you as you move forward how do i do that i think it's just holding on to who and what you are while you can since this there are there are stories of things like this going away um but it takes a certain source and she starts to like like essentially like uh, open up every single one of these books and do like a, a like a mental scroll through it all as she does this she says well, I know that you will not require air for a while, and you will want to avoid sunlight and water. Avoid Did you water. say she's not going to require air? Well, yes, she's not breathing. Her chest is not moving. That's it, so weird. It isn't moving. Mm. That is weird. Yes, and just be careful in sunlight. Thankfully, you're in an area, and it makes complete sense why they would do it here, but... It's always overcast. It's very rare that there's sunlight trickling through, so make sure you stay in the shade. You know what I have? Hey, Milia. You know what I have? I realize in my bag and my, like, costumes and stuff, I have one of those umbrella hats you could wear. It'd be great. Put on the umbrella hat, guard you from sun. Most... That's great. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. You, you always have the greatest ideas. I'm so glad I was able to spend the past few days with you and just learn all about the way you think. That will be um, my last resort. All right, fine. But the one thing that I can... I've seen the most is a stake to the heart seems to be the known thing. So if you get some sort of piercing something made of wood and you drive it into a heart of yours of these other 40 kids that you say are currently underneath this sort of enchantment, they become incapacitated and paralyzed. So they do not die, but you're able to make sure that their bodies remain still and they do not engage in any sort of trouble. So, if mm -hmm. that were to happen to me, yes. I would be incapacitated, but I would still be a vampire? Or would I be myself? Yes, it, 
Well, it's funny, you're not technically yet a vampire. You're, you're something called, I think, one of its children. So, you're at the beck and call of whoever made you. Do I know who that is? Uh, yeah, yeah we know who it is. Know. It's Koval. Koval? And if he turned anybody else, then likely they're at his beck and call too. So, do I need to drink blood? Oh, that's not in the book yet. I'll do some research. I, I, I don't think so. She like starts to shift through. Um, uh, she's going to do her best to tell you yes or no, but it doesn't seem like you have to drink blood to survive. Hey, Miriam. Well, that's yes. good news. Where can I find more information on vampires? Oh, that's... You're in the right place for it, Candlekeep. In one of... In Ogma's temple, in one of the back areas of the library. It is a forbidden section, but if you're able to sneak in and get me some of the sort of special books, like the one you brought me, that me and Letty have been researching on, Cyric, um, then I think we might be in a good position in order to get more, and, 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 and it might be certain sorts of languages, too, that you don't all speak, so if you're able to acquire these books for me, it would be of great use. Well, I have a sleight of hand that's very powerful, and um, I also have um, Cambrian languages. I think that's the first step to go. I do know that there are cases to make this reversible. I know that in stories and folklore, the first person you do have to go after is the person who made you. That would free you from their thrall. Well, how do we find out who made her? It was Co Co Koval, they know. said. Made her. But what if someone made him? Does well, and we have to go to the... Is it not like a the same hierarchy, a, a pyramid scheme? <laughs> One down for the to other. Go after the big bad, and I don't. We don't know. We, we don't could barely we, we take on. Yeah. We couldn't take on. We failed. I we mean, failed twice. At least we're alive. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of us. So keep your go? eyes on Celine. You're going to have to avoid it. But if there's ever a break in the sun, right, it could be very beneficial to you. From what I've done my research on. Should can I sleep during the day? The person seem like it. who it made seems me. Like they, need, they need rest, by all means, but they die. just cannot be in the sunlight. Well, but I'm wondering if there's ever a time when they're all asleep. I, I'm assuming if they are hurt, they definitely would need to rest up. When you say a break in the sunlight, do you mean cloud coverage? Or exactly not what cloud I mean. coverage. Yes. We should lay them all outside, it sounds like. Do you know if this has ever happened before at the school? Hmm. And she she looks a little nervous. Uh, and like she doesn't want to talk about it. She goes, "Very long, long, long time ago, there was an infiltration into the school, something similar, but that was centuries ago." And she kind of looks down. Similar as in the same. Something of this sort of nature did try to infiltrate the school, but we removed it very quickly. However, the way that things played out, it created such a cataclysmic sort of break in the school. We had to put a new headmaster in charge, and then I was trapped down here. How, how, did, how did you take care of it? Honestly, uh, it was me and a few very good professors who are no longer with us, who all worked together to take it down. There are certain things that you must do in order to, to create an environment and atmosphere that is um, weakens these sorts of things. And um, I was not 
above ground, I had already been cast down here, but I was giving advice to those above to fight the way that they could as I was taking care of some some other unsavory creatures in, below ground. Um, we parted the sky and created enough sunlight for about a week to ensure that they were destroyed. Miriam, what can we do? We're, we're not that strong. And we don't really know anyone that's that strong. You're not, but you have somebody who knows things here simply because of the attachment to them now. Um, and she looks She looks to you, Celine. How do I access this knowledge? Well, anytime there's going to be an order or he's going to need you, you're going to be compelled to go in that direction. Now, I'm assuming the reason that they didn't take all of you underground was rather at the orders of somebody else or they were waiting for an opportunity to do so. Um, that being said... I believe what you can do right now is go to the library, find what information you can, and I will dig up everything I can here and equip you appropriately with the things that I know I have at my disposal for such a thing. Some scrolls in the back compartments and closets. Uh, it's very messy, though. And she takes a moment, she starts to knock things over and go in the back, and she looks at Buck and she kind of jumps back, and she goes, oh, oh, I didn't know that they could do this. She takes a moment, she looks over him. It's fascinating, so, oh, sorry. He's one of them too now. He kind of just smiles at her. No offense, like, Celine. Looks back. You're very beautiful. And Thank Buck, you. your coat is shining. I have a friend who might be able to get it off of one of you. I have to call in a favor, though. Um, do any of you have of a, anything of incredible use? Two. <laughs> do you guys want to break into one of the vaults and maybe get me something? Yes. Oh, I can do that. I, yeah. I have all the things that needed. Okay, this is a... There's something I shouldn't tell you, but it's, it's called a wish spell. It's, it's, it's dangerous, don't even say that I reiterated it to you, but um, I got a friend that I can call. But he requires something of immense use and value in order for me to trade it off with his spell casting, and also you guys have to be okay with me inviting him here, he's not the greatest person. Well, what are you gonna give up? Usually it has to be of something of immense, an artifact or something like that, and you guys are in the prime school for this sort of uh, offer. Every single student who comes here has to give up uh, oh. something of immense value, and if you guys know any rich kids, they probably gave up something of incredible value. Steal something. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a weird word for it. I wouldn't say steal, I would say uh, more just... Oh, to I would say sure steal. It's not stealing, it sounds like stealing. I mean, not that we're opposed to it. And you know who sounds rich and bitchy? Our favorite rich bitch special. That's very true. <laughs> oh. I wonder what she has I don't in know her. Vault. I'm in the grade lower. Who Wait, is this? No, special terrible you're gonna meet her she's awful I, I parent trapped her and i cut the back of her dress and i cut her hair off also yes. she killed or one of her lackeys Almost killed Furu. Well, <gasps> and then we brought him back well she sounds Rekin. like Rekin's here somewhere it's right or did he go back to school uh Rekin has been sleeping oh, okay. he's like oh, stone cold asleep letty's actually just realized he's there and she i walk over and i'm kind of just like almost touching him but i'm not and i'm pretending to stroke his hair but i'm not Letty, that's but, but, uh, here's no. Here's a concern that I have that I need to voice, and I'm sorry, Celine. Like I said, you're still my friend, but you're under the thrall of this thing that maybe isn't Cobalt, but is Cobalt. And we're gonna keep calling him Cobalt just in case. But like, what if he compels you to tell him things? 
Like, I don't know if we can tell you everything right now because you, you might be compelled to tell him when you're under the spell. Not voluntarily, but when you're under the spell. You know what I mean? Well, what if she bites us when, she, when all of a sudden he, like, sends a vibe and she's like, oh, this is a bitey vibe. I should bite them. It's also a concern. I don't think we should leave her behind. I think that'd be stupid because she's very powerful, but... Um... Do you know what I mean? I do. I completely understand what you mean. Uh, well, perhaps something could be made so I can't bite you? Like a, a bite guard? A bite guard? Perhaps? I was gonna go over and, and grab <laughs> Celine's hand and, and look her dead in the eyes and say, Listen, I, I, I meant what I said earlier that you're, you are a monster right now, but I want you to know we're, we're all gonna do everything we can to get you back to the way you were before. And you, you are still our friend. You're still Celine. You, you just come with some weird caveats right now. And Buck kind of like looks at the two of you and kind of shrinks and sits down like like he wanted down, to hear a similar sort of thing but doesn't know. I'm going to put down some good berries in front of him and wink at him. He like kicks it over with his little foot and falls on the ground oh, like he's not hungry. I mean, it might taste good if you try it. He we're, just we're he just gonna, hangs his head there, kind of sad. Buddy, well, buddy, we're gonna fix you too. Oh, his ears perk up a little bit at that. Little I'm not gonna leave you behind. You're a little monster right now, and you're a little brat. But I love you, and you're my buddy, and I'm not gonna leave you behind. He smiles with this horribly, mm. piercingly sharp smile. It's <laughs> still really cute, but like, I don't want you to bite me. Because then, what if I become like a, a were raccoon? I mean, you no, know, actually, that'd be kind of cool. I kind of want to become a were raccoon, but no. Does he anyone just, like, know he doesn't how know how to, to feel, sew? but he's he's clearly cold, okay, so he's shivering a little bit. He kind of gets warm next to you and just. I'm gonna tries take to my whole bandana off and put it on him. Yeah, he likes it. Does anyone know how to sew? Perhaps mm, we can baby. sew a little, uh, a little oh, mouthpiece mouth over Buck, and I, perhaps one over me. I really hate to cover up my new beautiful features. Yeah. Here's the problem, though. If we, like, stop you from being able to open your mouth, you won't be able to speak and you won't be able to cast spells. Well, no, I'm saying, like, you know the one, like, like some sort of little cage over my mouth so mm. I can still open and I can still, well, I don't need to breathe, thank goodness, but I can still open Miriam's my mouth Miriam's kind of laughing. Talk. She goes, <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I don't think you'll, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll have to worry about that for some time. Um, um, you, you should be okay for now. It, once you take care, perhaps, of the person who did turn you, then maybe that's when we need to talk. If things don't iron out the way I expect them to. All but right. for now, because you're simply his child, I don't think that your I teeth won't would be biting? I, you might bite, but I don't think it would hurt your friends as much as you think it would. Your, <sighs> teeth, are, your teeth are still kind of forming. <laughs> so yes, should we talk briefly about maybe this idea that is definitely not stealing? But it's kind of barley. Yes, yeah, I'm totally very not. good at that. That is barley and not and not plus nine. It's just borrowing for an, a, a very long time. Wink, indefinite. And then eventually Inde getting back. Indefinite borrowing. No, okay, I get good. it. Yeah. So um, there's this thing that you probably all know of when you uh, offer something to somebody. It's called uh, it, it's whatever would get a very rich or student into into candlecake. Now now normally you only have to offer up something of value at a thousand gold piece. Uh, in order to get into the school walls. A manageable sum. Uh, but um, this particular one is a, closer to, a, you know, 10,000 gold piece or 100,000 gold piece. What one specifically are you looking for? So, um, who does it belong to? 
it's not it's not that I'm looking of anything in particular value. It's just I need you to get whatever seems to be the most protected because that will be the one of highest value, which means it would give me the most direct yes to receiving a certain spell to help you and your friends here. Um, I will need you guys to essentially plan to go into the Vault of Ages. Um, so the Vault of Ages, you guys know, anything, any sort of reliquary that is uh, given, it's like a museum. And you guys get toured through the main sort of relic hall, but then there's the back relic hall and like a, a third kind of vault that is even more protected. Um, in this vault situation, a lot of times there are things donated to the school of such high value that they just get brought into the back vault area and then a kid gets to come and study there and gets put in one of the elite sort of dorms. Um, gets to take all the best classes and gets to treat people like crap, aka special is definitely one of them. So you guys know of this place and you've heard of it and maybe during really boring school tours when you guys were first getting kind of your seminars to come in and getting the, uh, the walkthrough had been brought through the very boring section of Vault of Ages, but there's beautiful gems and jewels and ju uh, stones of all different sorts. Um, it is in, almost, uh, in terms of entrance, impenetrable and is heavily guarded. However, Miriam kind of looks to you guys and nods at, as, your, as your eyes all open at mentioning the Vault of Ages. And she goes, <clears throat> I um, have some tricks up my sleeve to get you in there past hours. Um, if I'm going to do that, as dangerous as that could be, there will be preventative measures probably things that get activated that you will need to d disable. Mm -hmm. The quietest you can do it, and the way that you can do it perhaps by dis making sure things are not able to move, or um, contraptions and sorts of, I I've heard of this thing that uh, comes uh, to life at night and doesn't have a, a it's, it's almost like a golem of some sort that protects the inner fortress walls here. If you can skirt around it or make sure that it doesn't become activated, it'll probably benefit you. And she starts to draft, like, Ocean's Eleven style, the vaults and the way to get inside. Uh. She, she times it out perfectly. She says exactly around midnight. You guys are able to go in. She knows what some of the, the actual people who oversee the museum look like. She can make you guys look like them. And she can equip you with some of the sort of keywords and passcodes that will get you at least through the main door and the second chamber. But once you're in the second chamber, she's actually never been allowed in that far. Um, she says that there is a passcode you can utter that will just allow you to get in if you can figure it out. Um, and then once you get to that, sealing it is going to be difficult. You have to take an item and replace it with another item of its weight and structure almost perfectly like Indiana Jones, in order to not have an alarm set off. Okay. But she says, go in and whatever looks the most protected, at least in the back chamber, will get you guys probably not just an, a chance at whatever sort of friend she needs to call up, but she also seems to be winking and nudging as she's drawing out this map to you guys that she wouldn't be upset if you guys, you know, indefinitely borrowed things. Borrow things. Hey, Mary, Strategically. Um, she's not hinting at that, though. Anytime you guys are like, so steal. She's like, no, I would never. So just, just borrow things for a very short amount of time. Borrow? Yeah, well, borrow them. It's morally bereft if I don't say that. Miriam, uh, how do we take down a golem? Well, it depends on the type. I believe it's a stone stone one. I actually helped make it oh, back dear. in the day. Oh, oh sorry. 
you know, it takes a, an army, as they say. Mm. Yeah, um, something of this sort. It's it's quite large, and and again, it it only gets activated if you if you if you don't have the passcode, and it, it, you just need to find the passcode before you enter the third chamber. So the first chamber, I do have the passcode for. Um, you say uh, simply underneath your breath, um, "May the best of you enter," and it's very simple and you're able to make it through the second one. The, the second one I have to look through some of my books. I think it's a, a passcode sim, uh, as simple as that, besides the, may the best of you enter. Um, I think it's um, uh, may the heart of yours be pure on the second one, I think it is. And then uh, there's sort of riddles. Um, it's, it's, it's like testaments to your knowledge and your history and your heart. So if you're able to kind of divulge um, rather through hearsay or people forget the passcode sometimes, so maybe it'll be within the actual physical chamber if you're able to find it. What was the second one? May your heart be pure. Mm-hmm. May the May heart, heart of yours be pure. Does this help? I, I believe in you. And oh, yeah, the yeah. golem yeah. is in the third chamber? Yes. yes. But it is best to avoid. Yes, and not being activate it. If you can use the active. passcode. Now, if it does get... If it, incapacitated. Yes, if it, if it does seem to move... I have trouble Ugh, here. And she takes a moment and she pops out like a little, uh, it looks like a glowing um, necklace. She takes a moment and she says, this is very old and I haven't used it in a very long time. And if they've updated it in any way, it might only help with some of the commands, but uh, this is uh, will help control it. Darling, I love that necklace. It's very nice. Thank you, but please return it. I, I need to have it on me and it's, it's it's very dangerous if anybody sees that I don't have it. I'm going to, I'm going to walk over and say, I'll keep it in safe hands. And okay. put it on because, yeah. Well, there's four of us who have this in one of them. We all made it together. Right. <laughs> who were the other three? Oh, uh, long gone professors, people who are no longer around here. Where are the necklaces? They are probably given to the keepers of the vaults. You might see them around, so make sure that you hide this necklace. Okay. They cannot see you have it. So, if the golem awakens, we must just show the necklace? No, somebody must put it on them and activate it. Uh, command it with the necklace. Command it to what? Whatever you need it to do. How do so, you command stop it? the golem. Yes, so you must say stop or go back to your original position. But again, be careful with this necklace. Only use it if you must. I don't know what other sort of... Um, Triggers it could have in terms of the other three necklaces and the communications it might have. I'm going them. to put it in my pocket, in my safekeeping, my on my side satchel, because House of Arkham is just ridiculous with jewelry. So it is nearly, well, at this point, eleven o'clock at night. Shall I, shall I send you on your way? Midnight might be the best time to enter the vaults. It's right at the closing time. I would like to do it. Yeah. If we sounds. can. Let Starla and I sneak ahead, just because we're. No offense, but we're quiet. I'm very quiet. I'm an elf. I have all these things. I have a very big slide fan, and I have costumes and and can be invisible and everything. It would be good to say, um, let me give you some things. And she starts to kind of clamp, like throw things out of the closet again. And she takes a moment and she puts out these like failed, like it looks like failed projects of hers, like cobbled together metal and like gemstones that are just like cracked in the center, but they are heavy and they are of different weight. So she offers up about five of these um, as sort of trade-offs, as you guys are probably going to replace whatever you need with these five sort of objects. Um, And she really emphasizes, make sure that you check and try to understand the weight and the shape of things. Look at what the materials are made of, 
use your use your own perception and understanding of the materials. If it's made of feathers, put something lighter on it. If it's heavier, make sure it's with the metal pieces. And she gives you these five oblong, strange objects that look, one of them is like an eye on top of this like kind of um, uh, plated together metal piece. Another one is this sort of light looking uh, necklace that has a crack in the gemstone. She, she's just offering up these kind of um, artifacts gone wrong. Um, all right. We're ready to go, Yeah. A question. Yes. And that's just, oh, it's just oh, me. Also, uh, it, this it, scroll. It, and she pops the scroll down. Yes. And uh, you guys take a moment, you unravel it. Uh, it, see, it seems to be written in, as dispel magic. Oh, that's a good one. If that you need it, which you might. Wait, can one of you write that in, in your spell books and learn it? Because that would be like super helpful to permanently have. Is that possible? It might take understand. some time, but you might need it to use yeah. it today and you won't have time oh, to, to copy over the arcane property, but I do know the spell. Would you so, be able to teach one of them? Yes, it might take some lessons. It might take a little bit of time, but I could help you write it down. Yeah. I would love yeah. to know to spell magic. I don't understand yeah, magic and spells and stuff, but that sounds like it would be really helpful for us. Well, I have a fighting spell, so I would love yes. something a little more useful. <laughs> Does anyone have any spells that can help us be more stealthy? Yes. Again, stealth may no. not, might be important once you get into the later chambers, but, but everyone will think that you're my old colleagues, Correct. since I'm going to make you look like the people who Oh yes, you're disguising us, that is right. Yes, yes, yes. Dang it. Well, let's do Wonderful. it then. Let's get All moving. Right. Let me spend the next hour doing it. So she takes a moment and she starts to like put on fake. It's like a montage of you guys becoming old people. Um, <laughs> like she puts a bald cap on one of you and kind of like does the frayed hairs. Um, one of you guys kind of look like a like a kind of like a I mean uh, kind of have like a very long sort of snout and kind of like like long ears that go up, almost like a like a like a crow like elf look to wow. to you. Um, the there's different levels of regalness as she makes uh, the halflings uh, look like gnomes, since uh, there's not a lot of halflings in that space. That's so she fair. tries to yeah, she, to make you a little bit more cobbly and, and gnome like. And she gives each one of you names. Uh, uh, Letty, you can be sage. I love sage. Um, uh, Celine, she, she, uh, makes you look like Bernie. Uh, yes. <laughs> Bernie. Um, uh, uh, Drusilda, you're called Idol Wolf. Idol Wolf. Idol like Wolf. It. Uh, <laughs> Starly, you're just Alan. Alan. Yes. <laughs> Alan. Bernie and, and Alan. Huck, uh, you get Jamoned. Jamoned. How do Jamoned. you spell that? Um, Alan? Jamoned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How do you spell <laughs> Alan? <laughs> K-A-M-O-N-T. K-A-M-O-N-T. I wrote these down. These are just some fun fun throwaways. She's clearly got a list of uh, people she works with that I definitely thought of And she of dressed us up like them using <laughs> using her stuff in my costume yes. kit, disguise yeah. kit. Yeah, she's helping. And you guys have some pieces and items. She's able to kind of work with all of that and the, uh, the sort of old putty-like material she has to shape all of you guys to look like these folks right at midnight. Perfect. Okay. All right, shall we then? Yes. Let's do it. All right, so she guides you guys to the direction of the vault. Uh, uh, the vault. Um, you guys have been there before, so you guys kind of know the right direction to go in. This is in the... Um, you and I are like... The Vault of Ages, which is a museum, essentially. But it's in, in what building? Main, the main town uh, center yeah. and square, not far out, uh, not too far away, across the way from the Temple of Agma. Um, mm. So you guys all begin to walk out of the Temple of Agma. Um, 
it's quite late and there's quite a few people still praying, but even as you guys are all walking out kind of stoically in your studi studious head nods and your other sort of different looking robes, these are much more like uh, mage robes. You guys are wearing uh, a, a different sort of look than the student garb. Mm. Um, but you see a couple old folk go for, up to you and give you head nods and one of them says, I loved your thesis, the other, uh, brilliant thesis. Thank you. Idol work. You Thank really you. have. You really. You. Your your thoughts on abjuration. And and one of the other ones like don't don't speak there clearly. Going somewhere else. We will talk to you later over tea. And they the, and crumpets. Well, that sounds delectable. Um, and then some people try to stop um stop Jamond, and they're like, oh, this is a Jamond. Oh, how did the spell singing go, Jamond? Oh, that's oh, always a man of few words. As <laughs> Jamon kind of walks away and nods. Um, Do we still sound like ourselves? Yeah, you guys sound like yourselves, but but these people are so old, and you guys are so old <laughs> that you guys are putting on like a slightly old voice, and it's just completely covering the pretense. Um, what? what did they love my thesis on? Oh, uh, ab uh, abjuration. Abjuration. Okay. Oh, they loved your thesis on abjuration. Um, and then uh, there's one person who like kind of whispers nearby and goes, oh my God, Alan decided to show his face here in the Temple of Agma. <laughs> I'm just gonna give the best like angry, grumpy old man face I can. Yeah, you're- Just, just, just turn my head gnome. really sharply. Yes, this angry gnome glare. Uh, roll an intimidation check. <laughs> give you advantage, you look scary. <laughs> Ooh, neat. Okay, oh, that, that's not my skills. That's definitely my equipment. Um, dirty twenty. <laughs> yeah, this is like old man who's clearly like like lost at like uh some sort of uh game with you or maybe has some sort of grievance. Uh, looks to you and kind of, oh gosh, Ellen Stare always scares me. <laughs> so walk away, walk away. And so you guys are able to make your way through the Temple of Agma without any trouble. You walk into the main center of the city here. Um, people are still kind of the marketplaces are are currently closed up pretty formally. There's torches and city guards. You guys get head nods so like the city guards know you and expect you. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and you guys make your way across very slowly gliding through the city center up to the Vault of Ages. So first and foremost, there are two guards on the outside of the Vault of Ages um, closed. One of them kind of stops in front of you and says, uh, looks for a little bit, makes a quick uh, check on you guys. And Oh, it's good to see all of the... Uh, all the keepers together. Usually, you guys don't all move in a in a party. Something important must be happening. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Celine just nods, looking like a <laughs> grumpy old man. It's yeah, a private matter. I mean, mm -hmm. a meeting. The vault's gonna close up in about five minutes. But if you guys need to, you, of course, you're allowed to go in. And stay. Group deception check. It's great. <laughs> with advantage. Yeah, with advantage, because that was great. I got a natural one. Oh, with advantage. advantage. Yeah. Um, oh, much better. She... <laughs> 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 Deception. Oh, look at that blue one. Look at it. Just look at it. Was it not 20? It was. Dude. That's nice. That's 23. What did you get? I got 23. 23, not yeah. 20 over here? 30, 17. 17? 11. Okay. Oh. So, uh, I just want to hear, like, Celine's attempt at being an old person. <laughs> I am so old, am I not? 
Am I just an old but it's, man? But it's completely covered by everybody else being grumpy. <laughs> 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 private, private. <laughs> private. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna smack Celine's leg, just like gently. Sorry, like, she's <laughs> quite. Um, I am so old. She's, she no? hasn't taken a minute. We're just gonna, just gonna shuffle her. Oh, exactly. and then as you guys say, she and one of them leads to the other, and it's like. Gosh, they're so old and senile. Oh, she's, uh, she likes Bernie. to be called she now. Bernie, okay, don't ask questions. They, they Bernice, Bernice. <laughs> oh, Accept oh, yes, it. Yes, this sir. is a new Very age. forward thinking. <laughs> don't be a Oh, of course, sir. Person. Of course, sir. Sorry, Move Jamone. Don't exactly. anger it. Just watch Alan's eyes. Just watch for Alan. So you guys, you like, back away from one another. I'm Alan. just, Alan's just shifting his head around. Like, <laughs> for Starla like, as Alan. Skeksis, older man. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. But, a really, but a really short Skeksis. <laughs> yeah, you guys get led in up to the front door and the guards kind of like back away for you for you all to enter. You get to the front door, is currently locked. You guys have the passcode uh, for the first entrance as you guys whisper it. May the best of you enter. And the doors open and allow you guys inside. When you first walk in and the doors kind of close behind the five of you, it's pretty quiet. There's some like light elevator music playing, like it's a museum <laughs> that's about to close. Um, there's like one kid with his mom who's probably looking to go to the school here, um, and the mom kind of nods to all of you, and he goes, "Mom, mom, like, are those are those some of the teachers?" And she's like, "No, no, no, no. They are the the museum curators. Yeah, one of them was here earlier. It's so it's so good to see you, Idle Wolf. I'm so glad you were able to tour our child earlier today." I, as I'd wolf, I, I bow very respectfully. And I promise that we will get what you asked here. We we know it's of immense importance to the school, and I have more than enough other sort of sorts of um, areas of income. I can definitely get that relic. If you promise that my little Tim Tim comes to school here, as she kind of um, shuffles his head. The sooner we can instill appreciation for the fine arts in our young folk, the better. <laughs> okay, Timmy, let's keep And where, where, sh mm. you know, age, where are we meeting again? Uh, meeting? Oh, well, we met here earlier. Uh, you are so... Uh, so <laughs> Forgive my you're, you're adult forgetting. mind. It's, we will be on our way out. We understand that you have other things to attend to here. Come on, Timmy. And she kind of scurries him out. The door is behind, kind of open. She leaves, and the door is closed. Um, so you guys are currently in a very vacant, quiet sort of museum um, with some very beautiful and old uh, relics and antiques. Um, there's stories about the origin of the school here. Um, there's tales of uh, the different headmasters. There are busts of the dif different headmasters around the edge, all of their names. Um, you can see sort of beautiful stories about how Candlekeep was erected. And otherwise, there's just another big, big door on the other side of the room. Any inscriptions? Roll a perception check. Ooh, ooh, ooh. 21. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you see an interesting... What languages do you... Oh, my God. Uh, what kind of languages do you... I speak mm -hmm. weird languages, like Elven. I know I have... I have... Do you speak Elven? Do you speak mm -hmm. um, Sylvan? I think I might. Because I'm a ranger. Really? I think it might have been one of the ones I took because of my. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't speak Sylvan. I speak Elvish, Halfling, and Common. Elvish, Halfling. So you see something that has Elvish phonetics inscripted on the rim and the edge above where all the busts are? Mm -hmm. Some sort of saying. I speak Elvish too. 
Anybody, anybody speak like an older version of Elvish? I speak, I mean, Elf, I speak Elvish. Well, yeah, so do I, but like, this isn't Elvish. This is older than Elvish. I feel like current spoke Sylvan. Probably. I don't I have comprehend languages, though. So yeah. can I cast oh. that? Oh, you do have mm-hmm. comprehend languages. Yes. Um, so what you read on the edge of the perimeter is you cast comprehend languages and you just suddenly all of this sort of elvish becomes this easy to read glowy sylvan as you're kind of able to uh, understand and you walk around together kind of almost as if you're touring the museum but you're really just reading the rim of the room and you read it can be said to be good to be gold is to be good to be stone is to be nothing to be glass is to be fragile to be cold is to be cool Okay, could you repeat that a little slower, mm-hmm. just for note's sake? It can be said, to be gold is to be good, to be stone is to be nothing, to be glass is to be fragile, to be cold is to be cruel. Is there any gold or stone or glass in the room that's like obviously a construct of this specific material? Hmm, we'll well, investigate, yes. Sorry, sorry, what was the last one? After to be glass is to be fragile. Cold. Be stone is to be cold. nothing. Yes. To be cold is to be cruel. An investigation check. Mm-hmm. Can I talk about you, darling? Mm. No, you're cold, but you. And there is that big door, and I believe you guys were given the second we were. entrance yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's just a six. May yeah. the heart of yours be pure. Is that what we're doing? Yeah. 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 So do you go up to the door and do you say that? Yes. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm... as you're looking around yeah. the room. All right. Uh, she said the most valuable will be in the third. Chamber. Well, yeah, but I figured we gotta look for clues for the last. Well, you do. Password. You do look around for it, and very interestingly enough, you do see the first sort of inscription is written with like a gold sort of insignia, almost like a with a gold leaf. Mm-hmm. The second one is written in stone. The third is in glass, and the fourth is kind of with this um, almost obsidian look. So it almost the the um, the dance of the of this sort of rhyme or the riddle um matches with the um with the coloration of the actual inscription otherwise everything else here doesn't seem to to have an element of that riddle as you're looking around that'll be helpful later mm-hmm. we will keep that in mind shall we to the next room yeah. all right may the heart of yours be pure as you see this door open you guys walk inside this as the door is closed behind you, is a different sort of room. A little dustier, a little more unkept, but there is a beautiful spread in the main sort of table area. All of these different sort of relics uh, with a glass enclosure over them. Um, as you guys are walking through it, almost there's almost crown jewels. There are staffs here. Things don't look as enchanted, but these are, these are from what you guys can tell, relics and items of the actual previous headmasters who had lived here or had worked here in the past, as you guys are even seeing the names and the placards beneath them. Um, There's books unfurled that seem to be studied very rigorously on the history of all of these sort of headmasters. A few of them are opened, many are closed around the room, all on different pedestals. Is there anything that sticks out as, you know, calling to me? Yeah, let's do a group perception check. You guys are all looking around. I want to look at the relics. Yeah, yeah. Natural 20, Ooh, finally. Wow, okay, that's pretty yes. pretty good. Natural one. Ooh, 11. 18. 18, nice. 16. 16? And who's other, what'd you get? Sorry. Natural one. <laughs> what? 
Uh, you walk straight up and you hit your face hits the glass oh, case for her. It's just so clean. Cause it's so clean. I'm gonna say you have to use some time with yeah, the, like it's with so scrubbing, dusty. scrubbing with one of your um, like kind of like because it's like imprinted your face with like you know the sort of like sticky look. You face. you take four points of bludgeoning damage oh. from your nose cracking against. I would actually say because you're a idol wolf, which is the elven sort of crane looking one, that the nose falls off. Oh. So you you currently have like plaster on your face, but just the Ooh. nose. Your normal nose. Uh, well, we can, we can just hold it there, just in case someone comes in. Just yeah, it's smelly. You're smelly, yes? No. <laughs> I'm smelly. Um, you do see um, around the perimeter. Uh, anybody who rolled above a fifteen, that there is a secondary inscription written against the top. This is a little bit different though. There's not bus underneath the actual uh, sort of structure and style of the the room. This instead seems to be almost, it, in some ways, it, it looks to be a story. Uh, uh, a, a freeze, as they call it, a Grishian freeze, that tells you the sort of tale of the origin of Candlekeep. Um, how uh, you can you can see a little bit in the design that there was clearly some sort of um, scroll uh, erected here, some sort of a handshake. Uh, there was a time when it was pretty much only the best mages in all of the land. Um, you can see them studying, getting sort of um, uh, stronger, defeating one of the other mages. It's, there's kind of like a story around the perimeter. You see a beautiful dragon at one point, silver dragon fighting against some sort of cataclysmic event, and then it kind of wraps back around to the entrance, where this giant, massive door is once more is a stone slab of a door, about 20 feet high and 10 feet wide. This is the one where we do not know the passcode. Mm-hmm. Just have to look for clues, I guess. Maybe should we look around in the books also to see if we can see find anything about vampires? And I'm fairly certain Comprehend Languages does last for up to 10 minutes or an okay. hour. I have to double check, but it lasts longer. So you're seeing this is also Me. written in that weird language you don't know. Oh, it's all Sylvan. I'm Comprehend Languages. Mm-hmm. It's all Sylvan, all the books? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Not, not just the books. Books are written in Elvish origin and have a mixture. The writing atop the freeze but I can't see is what... I only rolled an 11. Yes, night. currently Celine's the only one who gets But I'm the one with Comprehend. Letty, tell me what this says what 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 look what says look above right there oh is there something there yes you can okay you can see it now that i pointed oh yes can i uh yes you're beginning to kind of your eyes are starting to adjust you have to kind of breathe on your glasses (laughs) clean them as estrizilda is also cleaning the glass case that she had whacked her face into um the most interesting thing for you celine sure the items inside have their histories and there's certain certain magics and properties on them. Um, it does seem like at times, like whatever sort of glass enclosure this is in, it is a very protected glass enclosure. And it would be very hard to break the glass enclosure and trade out what you would need to here. You'd have to slowly lift up the glass and you don't know what sort of triggers that could uh, occur. But the thing underneath the glass enclosure is what's most interesting to you. It is the most beautiful beautifully woven carpet that you've ever seen in your life. It's like about five by seven feet, perfectly underneath this glass enclosure. You you, you swear that the gold, the filigree within this, sort of the, the, the way it's woven, it's airtight. And you've never seen anything like it. It's the most beautiful carpet you've ever seen. This carpet is stunning. Is there any inscription 
uh, that I can read. And, oh, yes. And, and as your eyes are adjusting, you can slowly make it as, as Celine is like getting on her knees and just staring at this <gasps> thing on the floor. Look at this carpet. Um, Drusilda. Look at it. I kick her. <laughs> you what? I, I, I sort of like kick her softly just to get her to stand in case there's people looking. There's no one in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there's not not much, uh, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, I want this carpet. I'm trying to get it out. But does it have any From Maybe like on our way out. Can I tug it just very gently to see if there's any It's behind the glass. Am I yeah. having... It's, it's definitely on something heavy, but you, Isn't you it behind... slide it a little bit It's under you. the... It's like underneath the uh, glass enclosure. I'm going to continue oh. to just very gently and very slowly inch it. Okay, roll a side of hand check. So there was oh. no inscription? Yeah, it was it was behind the glass thing. Yeah. No, it's the carpet. No, it's, it's under the. It's, it's under the. It's glass. a rug. It's underneath the yeah. glass enclosure. So it's oh, kind of where we're trying to go. It, uh, No, it's the glass enclosure is like here, like you can in the center of the room. It's yeah. like the a display underneath case underneath it, underneath the, the display yeah. case. Yeah. yeah. Um, can I help since Huck is <laughs> maybe not? Maybe maybe he doesn't need it. Never mind. Look at it. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. You're on that Tony? Yes, I do. Okay, so like a magician at a. At a, um, at, at, a, at a show in Vegas, you see <laughs> Huck dressed up as Jamond, a tiny little no-man guy, <laughs> like with the strength and finesse of like, I don't even know who's the current, uh, David Copperfield. The one thing <laughs> I can do. Grab the, and just, and the whole rug just comes out from underneath, the five by seven foot rug, just perfectly in front. And you're able to kind of lay it down in front. I'm gonna stand on it and just look around like, oh, I mean, I guess it's, it's a nice. very pretty rug. Yeah. May I? May I? Come, come on, come stand with me. And I pick it up and I wrap it around myself. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's a pretty heavy rug. It's just rug. Put it back up. Does it fly? No, it seems so special. I feel well, like what it if should we just fly. Don't stand on it? Um, when you say fly, the <gasps> carpet <laughs> like lets oh, wow. out and it starts to float. Yes, bitch. What? Oh, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Get on the, get on the, what? get on, get on. We oh, can I'm go definitely... up and look at the inscription closer. Carpet, come down. <laughs> it just slowly goes down. We all get on. I get on. We mm-hmm. all get, get on. on, yes. Yeah. If it can hold us. <laughs> yeah, if it yeah. can hold all of us. Yeah. We hold on in like so a what? huddle. So what, it's a five by seven foot oh, uh, yeah. uh, carpet, pretty big. Uh, it's one by one, you each get on top of the carpet. Neil. As it's floating. Neil, because that's oh, how we, they do it in the movies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, carpet, carpet can you take us up to the inscription on the ceiling? When you say up, it seems to move ooh, at ooh. up. It's kind of floating in that direction, goes up and gets very close to the inscription. You guys are able to see it much better now that your glasses aren't fogging up. Okay. Thank you, carpet. It says something like, there is not wind enough to twirl that one red leaf nearest of its clan, which dances as often as dance it can. So you read the edge and you kind of go around it. And this is what you can catch at least on one side of it. I'm going to look over the edge of the carpet. Dances as See if I can see if anything stands out now. Now that we're above the room. Mm-hmm. Or if I can see any kind of like red. Anything All right. that pops up that's red. Yeah, roll an investigation check. I'm gonna use the same dice. Maybe it's. Oh my god! <laughs> Please Girl. tell me I'm not lying. I got another twenty. You got that another dice. 20? That dice is blessed. Okay. I'm not lying. And that twenty, <laughs> you take a moment and you you go to you're like carpet. Like I know exactly where I need to go, and you you command the carpet to go to the door. Mm-hmm. 
And as you look at the door, you, you're kind of investigating the door and trying to see what, what sort of riddle this could be. What kind of entrance or what's, is it, is it a verbal cue? Is it a verbal cue? You don't know. But you do see four sort of, um, almost like, it looks like four different shapes on the stone, carved into the stone cold slab towards the top, um, perfectly made in this like box in this cube. And you see in the center something that looks like a heart. And the way that it's inscribed, it almost looks like the elements. I'll, I'll point him out immediately. Do we? So there's that rhyme. Is, is this rhyme like a, like we have to, it can be said that to be gold is to be good. Well, no, these are like the elements. And, like, well, we like just had a quote about water? the yeah. wind. Yeah. And heart too. There's it's not enough, there's not wind enough to twirl that one red leaf nearest of its clan, which dances as often as dance it can. Does wind? anyone have a wind inducing? If we, what if, if we, we are in this room? Low hearts? At the I door? Mean, do, do see what happens? Golem. What about Earth? Well, no, I think we're solving the puzzle to find the, the, the password to get through the door to not open it. To not wake him up, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not too good with the words, but like a... But if we wake him up, we have a necklace and he stops. Hopefully. Hopefully. But we, if we don't have to use it, mm-hmm. we would prefer not to. Yeah, yeah what if we like... Necklace? Letty like, has it. Okay. Mm-hmm. What if we like went to each one of these symbols and we like gave it whatever element it is? Perhaps. Blow on the wind and I could cast like, I don't know, animal friendship or something on the heart. Which sounds silly, but like, so I don't know, friendship, heart, some, luck. And do we have fire? It's wind, rain, fire. So we Water. also have the and scroll earth. for dispel magic. <sighs> well, but, I mean, I, I don't want to save that. Yeah, I want to save I mean, okay. Well, let's try the blowing on the wind one first and see if that works. Yeah. Okay. I'm down with that. Yeah. Okay, you guys take a moment. You begin to blow on these sort of, it's about a foot by foot sort of cube in the square that kind of compiles to create a design of a heart in the center. Um, as you blow on it, you can see sort of a glisten of arcane sort of shimmer on it. Ooh. I'm As it seems to have been working. I'll also. scoop up some dirt. But it does look like it does look like it wasn't strong enough as it oh, okay. slowly fades. Like you need something a little bit more powerful because okay. it starts to dissipate. Hmm. What if we jump off of the carpet? And from a nat twenty, from that check, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say you realize that the way it's fading, the stronger the stronger you can do something against it, the longer it will stay. And the way that this seems to be working, you almost have to do all of them at the same time. Like it's a lock mechanism. Oh. Uh, One of us has to go in each place. Mm-hmm. I can do a fire. Wait, it is earth, wind, fire, and it, water. It, yeah, it's the four elements. Earth, wind. Earth, air, fire, and water. I can do fire. I have lots of fire. Does anyone? I could also do cold or lightning or thunder. I can do thunder, but not. I've got a water skin, and I can grab some dirt from the floor. Yeah, I got none. <laughs> well, perhaps you can take some dirt, and she can do the if, water. And we can all blow at the if same time. If there's any dirt, because we're, well, we're in a room. Well, like does anyone, just, maybe, my can anyone, are a little muddy. if you conjure... Well, actually, what if I took one of my good berries out, and I just blah, 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 right on it, because it's earth. Yeah, right? it's been there. Right? That is true. I think that would work. And 
For wind, perhaps the carpet could whoosh. Exactly, or just fan, you know, mm-hmm. flap, flap, flap. Okay. But then Ta- we haven't figured tell out Tell the carpet to water, spin really fast, skin. like a yeah, like a tornado. Water skin. And then what was the other one? Well, I will fire. I will cast fireballs on the fire. Okay, sounds good. Fireballs on the fire. And uh, the, uh, Letty, perhaps you can tell the, the carp- carpet to spin real carpet. fast, like a tornado. Or just go like, you can just tell it. I think it'll respond, I think it'll to, respond to everyone. Yeah. Oh. So we have but I like it when you think I can do it better. Wind. <laughs> Who has earth? I, I can use my good berry, I guess. And, and some dirt, water. too, and just to dirt. be safe. Okay, I'll just mix it on in. Make a gross paste. And then the heart. Maybe... Per- well, I have my healing spirit. I could call my healing spirit. Was there is there is there a heart as a fifth thing or is the heart just the the heart of, is on each inscription? That's Might as well do it all. Heart is in the center. In the center of Perhaps each inscription. Perhaps it will glow when everything is the heart is separate. Yeah, the, the heart seems separate. It seems like rather that's the core of the mechanism or. There might be a, a secondary element. It's hard to tell. So a fifth person. Mm. Let's try it. it. So what I can do is if we like do all of our stuff and then it's not working, like the heart doesn't show up, I'll just I'll, I'll prep my healing spirit to be cast and it can, you know, press. Well, we have five people. Someone it. could stand by the heart. What order are you guys going to go in? Or do we have to do it at the same time? We have to do it at the same yeah, time, no? Okay. Time. So I'll say round one, you guys all do it at the same time. And it does illuminate and light up but not in a way that you're expecting. There's almost um, there's almost a fade as it all lights the same color, and you do catch maybe there was like a stagger and someone just went a second before somebody else mm. that there was a different color, a different arcane color that shimmered. Mm. Um, everything, like there were three purples and then one, mm. one green. Mm. Which one was green? Um, the green was, it seems that, I'll say, Letty, uh, because of your glasses, you're a little bit delayed, and uh, you were doing the element, if I'm not mistaken, of wind. Wind. And, yeah. It was the um, the carpet. Yes, it seemed to have been the green one, the wind. So, shall we try again? No? We have to. We have to time it out. Someone has to call it. Well, maybe does this have anything to do? Well, I don't think it. I think we have to do them in order. But like, what order is this? Could we somehow use the gold is good on this? Also, I'm remembering the passcode earlier said, may the heart of yours be pure. And I'm wondering if that code has anything to do with this code. Because we are trying to steal something, maybe our hearts are not pure. What if gold is like sunshine and that's why it was first air? I'm of golden draconic ancestry. I could stand on the heart. I know Is it standable? A, I know a great no, dragon ball. No, it's against the door. Okay. What if we just keep trying? Well, what Air if what if we put Buck? He's not here. Oh, he's not with us. Maybe let's try them in 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 every order we can. So let let's start. So with... Earth, wind, fire, rain. Try let's, that. Let's do yeah, Earth. No, uh, air, because that was the one that went green first. Okay. Right? Right, true, okay. So what about, I'm trying to put it together, so like, air first, then it was stone, and that's earth, and then glass, which I guess could be ice, which could be water. Or fire. And then like, obsidian, like, fire. I don't know, lava or something. Yeah, and that, yeah. Could be the last one. I love it. Yeah, so, so <laughs> start with, so we start with which one? So, air, air me. earth, water, Fire. Let's do it. Okay. 
And one by one, as you guys crack the riddle, <laughs> you impress whatever that might be, rather the goodberry or the wind from the carpet or the firebolt. Um, uh, you guys take a more or drizzling a little bit of your water onto it. You see it light up green, green, green with the exact sort of code that you have. Mm -hmm. Then the one in the center, this heart kind of turns into almost a, a glow, this sort of like golden glow, this golden crystal glow. As you guys take a moment and you can feel a wave go through your bodies for a second. As you guys all just hold your breaths. Next time on the broadcast. My name's Idol Wolf at your service, m'lady. Well, those are pretty. We gotta logic this. Even I wouldn't send Buck into the middle of that. <laughs> Is it really Farut, though? Hey, I'm Kimberly Daugherty, and I play Celine Tassar. Hi, I'm Kellen Coleman, and I play Letty Marie Ricecroft. Hi, my name is Alice Gretchen, and I play Drisilda Slendron. Hi, I'm Erica Fermina, and I am playing Starla Hahill. Hi, my name's Rachel Seeley, and I am playing Huck Lokley. And I'm Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, your dungeon master and woman of many faces, creatures, and things unknown. I'm Richard Quiner, and I produce this podcast in partnership with Wizards of the Coast.